This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I got Jay Doran on the line. Hey, Jay, how are you? Uh, better now. That's awesome. That's the best way to be. You're the author of 30 Days of Thought. Uh, yes. what, pro- what prompted you to write the book? What's the book about? And tell our listeners, you know, what drove you to really you know, want to spend you know, the countless hours it takes to, to put a book together and get it out there and into the wild? Thank you. And I know you're an accomplished author yourself. And I want to let everyone know, I haven't had breakfast yet. This will be my breakfast. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can get breakfast at any time of day, but you know, yeah, it's good. It's, I'm a firm believer of getting, you know, some things moving along for your energy levels, but everyone is wired differently. So uh, I I don't, it's not a one size fits all type of thing. That's for sure. And and interesting, you know, metaphorically in a sense, it ties into the book conversation because this book, 30 days of thought wasn't intentional. So the premise of the book is for the reader to read an excerpt, which is a thought that's been developed on a page or two, so that on the next page, following that excerpt, is room for them to write not what I think, not what they've memorized, but their own thoughts distilled on the page as inspiration from what they thought. And then the book guides the individual on how to create empathetic educational videos that they could put out on social media or not put out on social media with the intention of them actually psychologically developing through the medium of this tool, not the book they read to memorize what I have to say or specifically learn a tacit step one to 10 of being better, but just reading to think, writing to develop and speaking to let go of their pain psychologically, which are just three of many things I've decided to do the last couple of years to be less of a resentful, angry, self-absorbed heathen. I went through a similar exercise about a decade ago because, you know, I had my own, my own burnout and all kinds of life challenges uh, because of, you know, my, the way I was living. And, you know, one component of it was, you know, being kind of bitter, angry, it should be this way, very black and white um, when it came to a lot of things. And when I decided after, you know, recovering from my burnout and everything else that transpired for me, what really helped was just taking a step back and going, okay, does this really matter in the grand scheme of life and what I'm doing both, you know, personally and professionally? And I would say nine times out of 10, it didn't. So I realized why am I getting upset that someone's parked in my parking spot or this traffic is worse today than before or where's the subway train, it's 10 minutes late. All of these things, you know, nuances of life that happens, you just you take these opportunities and go, okay, this is not a big deal. Just remember to breathe and go, all right, let's let's approach this differently. Okay, what am I going to do now that I have an extra 10 minutes before the next subway train comes by? Okay, read, relax, listen to some music. I don't know, look around, see what's going on around you. And, just, and it was such a big shift for me. And it, wow. it, it, it definitely helps reduce stress and you get, it just makes life a little bit more rich. 
it's powerful you're saying that because I believe part of the reason our team reached out to you is for this conversation, the sense of I'd love to have breakfast someone that aligns with uh, what culture matters really is, which the purpose is to help people go uncover their genius and the goal to make curiosity cool. And I believe that starts with an individual looking in the mirror. So 30 Days of Thought it was not intentionally, oh, the, a book is going to be written with the prerequisite or uh, thought that X, Y, and Z is going to occur. No, th this, this is literal exercises that I've used to develop psychologically, which is important when you develop a company, whatever the medium that you're working through, right? Whatever the product it is or service or what, what have you that you're, that you're bartering with other, other humans, it's important to do that. So um, it, was like, it was recommended by someone that I trust highly to, hey, uh, maybe it would be a good idea to distill that habitual behavior that's produced serious internal and external results in your personal life and your business in the form of a medium of a book so people can read to think their own thoughts and, and literally write their own book or their own blog or their own social media content in the book, use that and film it. So, so Dennis, you at Blitzmetrics, I got to give him a shout out because a great mentor, friend, someone I care deeply for who has a similar mission to help people learn, do, and teach don't uh, collaborate with us, uh, invested with his intellectual property blitz metrics to, to actually have the diagrams in the book. So people can see visually, you know, as a guide, how to do one minute videos, for example, that have some form of syntax that they could potentially anchor them psychologically to start overcoming some of the fears of getting on the camera. Right. I, I I'm not familiar with your experience on the camera, but for the first 70 times that I did a video a couple of years ago, it looked like I was holding in a fart. <laughs> That's, yeah, there's some people that look like they're going to hold one in and there's a handful that look like they failed at being able to hold that in and, <laughs> and, and then they have a different expression on their face. But yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how uh, some people, uh, when they're on video, they, they just start acting you know, differently. They get a little bit more nervous and it's like, it's, it's just a physical device that's recording you. You know, it's like, it, it's nothing that it's not a big deal, but it's amazing how, how many people, you know, just get paralyzed by the thought of one speaking in front of a group of maybe more than 10 people or being on, you know, recorded, even not live, you know, it's a recorded video that would be edited and released later. It's not like it, it's a live interview type of thing, but it's amazing how many people just get petrified by that. Yes, and even until recently, I don't believe I could consciously admit, based on unconscious avoidance most likely, that I could even fathom seeing myself on camera, even having 1,885 videos, 84, whatever, on YouTube posted in the last two years. I don't believe, even until recently, I could consciously watch myself on camera. Even after overcoming the perceivable insecurity that myself and most and you know go through with getting themselves on camera in the first place now i want to disclaimer for everyone listening 30 days of thought does not cure farting issues that was just you know it's it sounded like it potentially did but it doesn't do that specifically it just it 
feel afraid or uncomfortable putting yourself out there, this medium will help you definitively do that. So, so why I'm personally biased because I read to think clearer and wrote to develop my thoughts better so I could believe that when I open my mouth on a specific topic, there would be something behind it for me to say, well, this is as far as I've come, right? Like, I do not remember the quote, the individual of this quote, but argue like you're right, listen as if you're wrong and be willing to change your mind. Some dead man, I mean, God bless us all, Google that maybe and tell you, you gotta give respect. Well, it's, a, it's an amazing quote and it's, it's one of those things you know, that I, I tell people a lot of times, especially when they're in conversations that they have you know, disagreement with another party. I said, go into it with the desire to seek to understand. You understand their point of view. Doesn't mean you will agree with it. Doesn't mean that the you know two parties will agree on whatever you're talking about or negotiating, but seek to understand their point of view and from where they're coming from, and that helps diffuse a lot of the the confrontational spirit that oftentimes some heated conversations and and challenging negotiations bring to the table. I completely agree. Is that something that you picked up when you were building the uh, medical side of the, the the nonprofit you helped, you know, astronomically grow? Like yeah. writing the books and yeah, that was a big component of me, especially when you're working with uh, government agencies or or funding bodies, whatever. If it's a you know government or you know fundraising or whatever the case may be, is you want to understand the perspective of the organization that is providing funding to your organization. Now you want to, of course, put your best face forward uh, when you're requesting, especially taxpayer money. Uh, so you want to make yeah. sure that you are honoring that and you know, delivering a service that is needed by the community or by clients or customers or, or whomever. Uh, but understand you know, what their expectations are and what you need to deliver and, and why that's important to them. And going a little bit deeper and just instead of just, yeah, we're going to put in this funding proposal, they're going to give us the $75,000 and we're going to be able to do these two or three things. Um, that's okay. Uh, you know, that, yeah, that's the high level. Okay, that's what we're going to do. But again, you know, getting, getting deeper into it and figuring out, okay, what's important to them? Does that align with what we can do? If it does, then then if it makes sense for everybody involved, then by all means do it. If it doesn't, then you know, politely decline, thank them for the opportunity you know, and, and leave it in such a way where when future opportunities come up, um, they don't have a bad taste in their mouth from the last time that they engaged with you. And again, it's, I see it often where organizations will get upset with a funding body and you know, make a big stink about it. And then of course they wonder why they don't automatically you know get additional funding when it comes you know to opportunities it's well, you, you you made it difficult for them to work with you and if you make it easier for organizations to want to deal with you it all comes down to the no like and trust factor uh, and when you do that 
it makes it easier because then when you get past a lot of the extra fluff of things and you just get down to business and you say, okay, what do we need to talk about today? What do we, what do we need to fix? You know, what do you need from us in order for us to have a chance to obtain this additional one-time funding for whatever, uh, or, you know, charity. Okay. What can we do to help this cause? You figure it out and, and figure out why it's important to them you know, figure out why it's important to you. And if, if everyone went into things with that approach, again, it, it, it reduces a lot of the complexity and the, the nuances of, of, of challenging conversations. Yes. And is, you know, sense uh, leads to stress, would you say? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it definitely is a stress reducer. If you go into it that way, if you go in there already, flared up before you even start talking to the person um, that's going to make that meeting challenging uh, at least because you're, you're going in there and you've you've prejudged the situation and even I and I've seen this time and time again even in the medical clinic side of things where we would be in a meeting with government officials and some of the other uh, parties uh, that were uh, with our team, you know, we're going in there saying they're not going to give us any money. This is going to be uh, a waste of our time and all that stuff. And like, why are you going into this meeting with that mindset? Because that's basically what you're going to get because your behavior, your actions, your words are going to reflect that instead go in there saying, okay, let's figure out where they're coming from. What, what opportunities do exist? Is there any opportunity for us to be able to work with this group on this particular endeavor and go into it with looking for opportunities instead of looking for ways that it won't work. Because uh, if you look for ways that it won't work, I guarantee you will find them because that's what you're focused on. You're looking at, oh, this won't work, this won't work. But when you look for opportunities and you're open-minded and you have conversations, then both parties start thinking about things and that's when creativity can actually, you know, foster an opportunity for growth and opportunity to work together. And I've, you know, that, that's a, one of the big components in, in, you know, my own, you know, professional success and being able to help organizations grow and, and correct things is you know, look for those opportunities that when they come up, you're prepared for. Wow. And, you know, that sediment, inspires uh myself in the sense of the, the the premise of what what we're talking about today in our alignment um even having not met you know physically or, or spent a great deal of time together because it seems as though uh, psychologically what occurs as effect for an individual that for example like myself that wrote to think read to develop the thoughts deeper and, and spoke not to hide but to let go not for me but through me psychologically results in knowing yourself better, liking yourself deeper, and therefore not projecting the pent up, gathered up insecurities of others, which did so unto you, uh, which spirals with the whole conversation, what we just said. Like you stop, exactly. start with that development and therefore then it won't occur. And it seems as though when you got out of, uh, graduated, I guess, psychologically, right? Like culturally out of the organizations and the, 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 the industries that you were in to, to really start educating and enlightening individuals, that was a reflection of you growing there 
to where you could actually serve at a higher level of abstraction to do what you're doing today and impact so many people and interview individuals that are cha- you know, changing the world. It's all connected in that sense. Would you agree? Completely agree. And sometimes you don't necessarily realize it while you're in, in the thick of things and just going about your, your daily life and your work and all of that stuff. But when you take a step back and you look at how things came about, whether it was opportunities or expansions or uh, new clients, new deals, whatever the case may be, you, you look at, okay, what were the ingredients that made this possible? You know, what did I say or do? What was my mindset going into it that made this opportunity come to life? And oftentimes, and this is another thing where I see a lot happen with people that are really stressed and burned out, is they move from thing to thing to thing to thing, and they don't take a moment to pause and reflect and see how how things were successful. Of all places that I've worked, there was one organization. And again, I've been working since 1985. Uh, I started off at a grocery store to my own consulting thing now and all of the other things. But I've worked for Fortune 50 organizations to mom and pop organizations, you name it. I worked for one organization that at the end of every project, they would have a uh, post-project meeting. They would talk about what went well, what could be improved, what was uh, just an absolute disaster lessons learned, anything that we learned from this that we can implement elsewhere or with our existing clients, what could we do to maybe improve an offering? Maybe we came up with something that we think would be beneficial for that client. But they did that at the end of every project. And it was one company that did that. And again, I've been working for a long time. And I, and what I do is when I have the authority to do something like this, I say, let's stop. Let's see what worked well on this. Congratulations. Let's celebrate that we landed this client or let's celebrate that we finished you know, this year's audit or whatever the case may be and, and take that time to reflect on what worked well, what didn't. Is there anything that we can tweak to make things easier on all of us the next go around or a better experience for our client? or whatever the case may be. But again, it's, it's amazing that so few organizations actually take the time, or individuals take the time to reflect on when things go well. Now, when things go bad, oh boy, do we reflect on it. You know, we reflect on it you know, either at the bar stool or through our own self-depression um, or whatever the case may be, beating ourselves up trying to figure out, okay, why, why did this go so wrong? We do it when we fail but we don't do it as much when things go well. And I think that's, that's a shift that I think everybody needs to make. Wow. So you're saying there was, you know, from 1985 to 2000, you know, to present today, all those experiences, there was one organization where the influencers from a positional standpoint of leadership gained the permission and from their people by following a, a specific process that you, that you recognize consciously that, helped in a sense, or no, empirically create more self-awareness from them as leaders and their followers. Is that the best experience that you had working somewhere that like course corrected you? I I think it was definitely a lesson learned for something that I've carried forward. Even if it's, you know, something where the organization did not want to take time to celebrate. And I'll, I'll give a real quick story. I worked for 
a nonprofit organization. And one of the things that they did is they had a furniture bank and a food bank. And what they did is they would you know, secure the food and furniture from donated sources and whatnot, but they would rent a rental truck uh, to, in order to go you know, pick these things up. Rental trucks break down. Rental trucks get beat up because they're used constantly for you know people moving around the country and everything else. So oftentimes we would get a truck and the thing would break down halfway. Now, of course, that's a problem because you could have a, a trailer full of food or furniture or anything else. So there's you know a lot of nuances about that. So the organization you know did a lot of work on seeing if we could get funding to buy our own truck, and we were able to do it and we, we did get funding uh, from a combination of three different organizations that gave us enough funds to be able to buy a used vehicle. And we did. And I remember being in the boardroom with all of the, the senior directors and, and the CEO of the organization. And they said, you know, congratulations on getting that truck. Next on the agenda is this. And I'm like looking around going, this is something that this organization's tried to do for the last 10 years. And it was a 10 second, good job. Let's move on to the next thing. There was no reflection. And I looked at the main director that was really the one behind it and would benefit the most. And she had this sunken look on her face, like, that's it. So after the meeting, I went up to her and I said, I, it's not my call, but um, you need to celebrate this. I said, go out to dinner tonight, do something to honor this, because this was a huge, huge deal for the organization and the people that they served. It allowed them to expand the food bank to be able to go get food more often during the week, which then fed people that were in need. Um, so it was a huge, huge thing for the community, and it was a 10-second at a boy type of thing and onto the next agenda item. So it was one of those things where that, you know, that stuck with me. And I'm like, if there's any an opportunity where I can take time and celebrate something well, then we're going to do it. Yeah. And a hundred percent. And from the corporate cultural architecture positioning, the celebration of the, 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 the result of something that sh should based on utility of it in respect to the customers and the employees and the ownership that should be valuable, that should be meaningful, must be, re be represented by a medium of a, of a celebration of some sort, some sort of ritual. Uh, this is rooted in the mythology of humanity. So, so that drives the story, that drives the new language, that drives productivity. So uh, what you're saying, is, is, you know, the highest level of understanding of leadership. And is that what, I guess that reflectory understanding of, what did we do great? What could we improve upon and course correcting and so on? Which is really group think of individual uh, psychological development, which is a macro reflection right, at scale of the individual micro reflection of what 30 days of thought is as the individual's way to literally do that every day to develop themselves internally so they know themselves better and like themselves better and trust themselves better and can be more useful to the world of this through themselves. Is that what drew you to 30 days of thought to even want, cause you, you know, there's a lot of people that are want to have breakfast with you, man. Yeah. It's, it's a big component of it. And I, and it's one of those things that, you know, I see in a lot of the research on stress management and uh, burnout prevention is, you know, taking that self stock of, you know, of how each day went, you know, what went well, what could have gone better, 
what was a disaster, but do it in such a way where you're not judgmental. So don't be too hard on yourself if, if something went bad. Um, and also, yes, celebrate, but don't, don't do it to the extent of you're ignoring opportunities for growth either. Because sometimes people just like, woo, we're going to party and let's do this, and, which is great. I'm not saying don't do that, but you have to keep it in check in such a way so you, you, you understand the wholeness of, of life and experiences. There's going to be ups, there's going to be mid-range, there's going to be downs, but the whole idea is to you know, kind of operate in somewhat of a harmony where you know, okay, there's going to be some things that went well today. There's going to be some things that didn't. There could be days that are just, wow, I don't, I'm having difficulty finding anything that went right today. Well, here's the first one. You woke up and there you go. So there, there's a start. You woke up um, and there's, uh, that's, that's a gift and you know, you take advantage of that. Uh, but you know, the other situations you go, okay, yeah, today was a rough day, but here I am at the end of the day and I got through it. And you go in next day, you, you, you get back in it and it's wash, rinse, repeat. You know, you just every day, you know, brings its own, you know, triumphs and, and challenges. But the key thing is to, you know, look at it in a way where you can grow and, and, and have an impact on, on your life, which in turn impacts many, many others. 100%. So if there was one thing in your book that you want people to, I know there's more than one thing, of course, but if there was one thing you really hope people you know, gravitate to and grab on to really improve things, what would that be? So the, the, I'll read the preface. This is not anyone's book, but your own. Use this as what it is, a tool. Every day, read, write, and speak to develop your truth and serve others through your development. Over 30 days, you will write your book your content, your course, your value, and through that you will create more meaning in your life and others. This book is a launch pad for your book. As you use this as yours, your light will shine bright. This is yours because your culture matters. That's amazing. Not there, you know, it's not my book, man. It's yours, it's the readers. Uh, and there's 90 excerpts that could each be its own chapter or potentially a whole conversation. All things from like, for example, uh, uh, every week there's uh, two executives from the mortgage space picking uh, one of the pages, uh, right, one of the excerpts, and every week they just talk about it on Facebook Live for 15 minutes. I know this because, and one of the one they did yesterday was free will, and, and, and I know this, and I'll give them a shout out because people should follow them. They're, 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 I watch people, anyone that, that, that puts it out that I can find of their, their thoughts distilled through the medium of the book. I watch as many of them as possible and I learn. And I believe that in a sense, it, it arguably could be a, a meaning, meaning of, of life as an effect of that. Like, think about it. I wrote a thought down, uh, worked on it for a while, put it out in the world. Someone read it, thought through it, wrote their own and filmed about it, and I'm gonna watch what they thought and wrote and filmed and have new thoughts, and maybe that is a micro reflection of science and living in the world. 
And this was not my idea. I'm not taking credit for this. This is just, I think that this has been around before Socrates and Zoroaster and probably the foundation of education as, as you know, I think the Neanderthals at some point, some, you know, got around and had conversation of who's going to stab the saber tooth, who's going to collect the fur and who's going to cook. Uh, and they did that through conversation and open, curious, uh, you know, reflective, exactly what you, uh, it seems, you know, teach and, and, and noticed uh, in the company that you, you, that you realized got great results with, which fed you and, and, and it goes, it's all connected, right? Like a circle. There's a pattern of living. You're going to like yourself, well, know yourself, like yourself, trust yourself. I think as a, as a society, as a, as a culture of business theory, we, we may have that external, not internal. We may, we may be seeing the shallow, muddy waters of a deep ocean, ravine, and the diamonds are. That's understanding that this is a internal, know yourself, like yourself, trust yourself, and then you will be able to combat the hierarchically position boss who's just as insecure as you but probably has invested more time and money and energy in that specific craft so positionally over the longevity longevity of time they will have the position to dictatorially uh, raise you to the helm of your responsibility whether you want to do it or not and a good example of this would be you know the founding fathers and um the british empire yeah, yeah those are great examples because again you know, a lot of people are of the opinion of, you know, they don't want to, you know, change too much. They're like, eh, it's just easier to do this. And we, we've all heard the Henry Ford analogy. You know, everybody just wanted a faster horse. But wow. he went, he went no, um, we need something that's going to move us a little bit better than that. And, you know, the naysayers and all of that, you know, he thankfully ignored them and, and pressed through and, and it it's obviously works based on the amount of traffic that I see in the city that I live in. So um, I, I think I think the car will be around for a while. What whatever flavor it'll be, whether it's self driving or flying or we're driving, who knows what it'll be. But it's again, it's 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 those those people that you know, know like and trust themselves to be able to do the things that they feel are important uh, to benefit society and 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 impact the world in a positive way. I, 100% the same page. And I, I hope the, uh, our, our listeners are uncomfortable in this in, enough to, to reflect and potentially not agree with either of us so we could uh, learn from the conversation that would come from that. I think that in essence, that is the utility of while I live Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, it's, and, and my uh, uh, decision to look, uh, look at myself. Uh, and, and of course it's translated into uh, a big missing piece of actually <laughs> succeeding <laughs> in living in business. You want results in your business. It's going to have to do with you, which, which, you you teach absolutely absolutely well jay where can people find out more about you your book and all the awesome stuff that you're doing okay so uh just my name j-a-y-d-o-r-a-n uh go on facebook linkedin youtube five videos are uploaded every day interviews 
uh, uh, talks, lectures, and so on and so forth. And the book is 30 Days of Thought on Amazon. It's, you just type that in, you'll find it quickly, bestseller in morality and ethics. Um, and I, I would say any individual that films a video or writes something that even if they're not ready yet or never, you know, even open to, it's not why they're doing it to share it with, with anyone, uh, please send me whatever it is. And I would love to read it or, and watch it and uh, get to know you better. That's awesome. And I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. Jay, thank you so much for your time this morning. Appreciate you and all the awesome stuff you're doing. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.